Hi, this is Dan Smith, and this is God Talks for OC Grace Online University. Well, welcome again. I'm Pastor Dan Smith, and we're doing God Talk for OC Grace TV and OC Grace University Online. Our passion is the character of God, and we're doing just little snippets, 10 minutes, just a chance to talk about God. So this is number five. I hope that you've seen the other four, and you'll stay with us and keep watching until or listening until you've heard the whole 20. Maybe we'll do some more someday. There was a boy who walked into a class. It was a class about birds called ornithology, and in that class here were 20 I forget what, 26, uh, maybe 13, but 26 bird legs, 13 birds, and you had to match the legs with the right bird. He looked around, they all looked exactly alike. He said, there's nobody that can pass that test, hopeless. The guy says, you still got to take the test. Oh, no, I'm not going to take it. It's hopeless, no one can do it, I protest. So the guy says, you're going to fail, I don't care. The guy gets his grade book out. <laughs> All right, you're going to get an F. What's your name? The kid pulls up his pant leg and he says, uh, <laughs> you tell me who I am by looking at my legs. Anyway, it's just a joke. Is Christianity hopeless? Is it hopeless to pass the final judgment? You have to stand before God and have the, everything you've ever said or done written down in the books of heaven and the angels begin to read. And you have to have a life that's perfect. It's all taken care of. There's nothing there that hasn't been taken care of, forgiven, repented of, changed in your life. And you are now living a godly, righteous life before God. And people just say, there's no way. There's no way I can do it. So what are you going to do? Even Jesus said one time, yes, you're right. With man, it's impossible. In sports, you can make $20 million a year if you will just make half your shots in basketball, the third of your hits in baseball. But with God on the judgment, if you're going to do it on your own, you have to be perfect from the day you were born until the day you die. You can't just not break the rules. You have to do all that you should have done. Take care of the poor and only do it from love. You have to be righteous on the outside and on the inside. Every minute, every day, that perfect winning streak your whole life. But the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short. The one statement we don't need the Bible to tell us. There's an old story in the Bible about a young queen, a Jewish girl married to a non-Jewish king. A rich man gave the king a lot of money to make a law that they could kill all the Jews. And the queen's uncle, Mordecai, wrote her a note, go into the king. Fight for your people. No, I can't go. Unless he asks for me and extends the golden scepter to me, I will be killed. Then what good am I? Go on in. God has put you to get there in that particular place for such a time as this. Go on in before the king. So she goes down the hall with her people. And she stands outside the great throne room door of the throne room of the king. Scared to death to go in. Will the king accept her or not? But she pushes open the door. 
She stood there before the king and waited to see would she live or would she die. She had broken the rule. She deserved to die. He looked at her and he saw her beauty and he loved her. And even though she had broken the law and deserved to die, he extended the golden scepter to her so that she would live and she would not die. It's what the Bible says God does with us. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, by grace you have been saved through faith and not by works. Romans 3, 21, but now a righteousness from God has appeared apart from all works of law. Romans 6, 23, but the gift of God is eternal life. It's all God. Revelation says, fear God and give glory to him. We don't share any of the glory. It's not 50-50. It's not 1% or 99%. All the glory to God alone. Jesus shouted out on the cross, it is finished. We haven't done anything. It's all God. He did it all. There was nothing more to do. Our salvation is based on what God and Jesus have done. Period. A famous preacher named Bill Hybels told a story in a class again last night. Tells about going sailing in the Caribbean islands. And he pulled his little sailboat into the harbor. And there was a huge yacht, you know, a gorgeous, gorgeous boat. So someone called over, come over for dinner tonight. So he and his wife got in their little dinghy, you know, and they paddled over there, tied it up to the rope ladder, and they climbed up the rope ladder, came in, had a lovely dinner. These are not believers. These are just people eating and drinking. But they were friendly, nice enough. It got dark, and it was time for them to go back over to their little boat. So he said, thank you, we got to go. And he says that his wife was in the little dinghy, and he had one foot in the dinghy and one foot on the ladder, when one of the ladies standing there with her drink said, uh, Bill, what do you do? We didn't ask you. So, well, <laughs> I'm a preacher. And she said... I've always wanted to talk to a preacher. What do you have to do? What really do you have to do if you want to live after you die, go to heaven? What do I have to really do? How long is she going to listen? You're standing there, one foot in the boat. <laughs> He's got maybe a minute to say something. And he tells her, I grew up in a Christian home. I've heard him tell this in person. Grew up there. My father was a grew produce. We went to the little church there. All I got was religion. You got to do. Follow these rules. You got to go to church. You got to read the Bible. You have to do and do and do. I was sick of having to do. But when I was 17, there was a young youth leader at a campfire at a camp I was at in Wisconsin. And he said, it's not based on what you do. It's based on what Jesus has already done for you on the cross. It's not do, it's done. It's finished. It's grace. He said, I got lit up in my heart. I've never let that go. I was loved by God who did it all for me. And he got in a little boat, went back over to his boat, never see them again. Wonder if that story clicked. It's all by grace. It's never by works. And if we offer God works, it dishonors God and the cross. If God does it all by grace and all by love, then it's all a gift. And you and I cannot bring our little works, going to church or reading the Bible or keeping the Sabbath or giving some money to some poor people, and we mow the grass and we hold doors open for people, and we say, God, let me in. 
I've been good. I've been good, God. I'm better than most people. It's heartbreaking to God. When he dies on a cross, he gives this gift, and we think we have to pay. Don't want to count that. Let me give something. It's like we don't respect the cross. I'm preaching on the cross this week. You can't disrespect the cross. They pounded nails into his hands. They smashed a crown of thorns on his head. They whipped him. You watch the movie. It's terrible. My wife couldn't, couldn't watch it. Whipping Jesus 39 times. Terrible. And then we say, I don't think it's enough. It's not enough. Let me give you some things I have done. Dishonors God. Dishonors the cross. Heartbreaking to God. I've used this story for a long time. A couple goes over to Hawaii. They got married. This is her honeymoon. And if they've been following God's rules, they, they are together for the first time. Honeymoon. And he's so blessed, this lady that loves him, giving him this night of pleasure and happiness. He gets up early in the morning, and I'm going to go for a walk. First time in Hawaii. Before he goes out the door, he takes his wallet, peels out $300, and lays it on the table. Go. Wants to pay for the gift that was given to him last night. No, you cannot. We call paying for love prostitution. Terrible word. You can't do that. When someone gives their heart and their soul to you, you cannot now pay for it. It dishonors and minimizes the gift. We can't do that with the cross. The cross, it's all by grace. It's all, it is finished. Don't bring anything to him. It's everywhere in the Bible. King David committed murder and adultery. God forgave him by grace. The prodigal son spent all the father's money eating with the pigs. He goes home, I'll be a servant. The father forgives him, takes him back. He doesn't say, where's the money? It's grace. Even when Jesus was dying, he says, Father, forgive them. Didn't do anything to pay for their sin. And God still forgives them. There were four boys. They were fighting in World War II. One of them died. They were heartbroken. They go to the local little Catholic church, had a little cemetery there and a little white picket fence. And they said, could we bury our friend in your little place here? Was he Catholic? Well, don't think so. Well, it's just for Catholics. You have to bury him outside the fence. So they buried him outside somewhere. Had to go back to the war. So they went and they finished the war. When the war was over, they came back, wanted to visit the grave where their friend was buried. But they couldn't find it. They went to the priest there and they said, what happened? We can't find our friend. They said, oh, I felt so bad. I should never have said that to you that you had to bury him outside the fence. So what did you do? Did you move him? No, I couldn't move him. So I moved the fence. He's inside now. That's what Jesus did. That's what God did. So all of us who were outside are now inside. You wanna to go to heaven? Just say yes. You're inside. That's grace. This is God Talk. Hope you'll come back for number six next time. God bless.